Hello and welcome to the Marketing Matrix. Today, I want to talk about a couple of different things when it comes to marketing. Number one, I'm going to talk about is discovering your avatar. Who exactly is the person or the community that you are marketing to? So often in marketing, whether it's through social media, through advertising, etc., companies, entrepreneurs will reach out to a wide variety of people. They will, like direct mail as an example, one of the reasons why direct mail, even though it's kind of, sort of, works, is because you reach out to such a large population, it's truly a numbers game. As an example, if you reach out to 10,000 addresses through direct mail, you're only going to get maybe 1% or 2% of the people that respond will actually purchase something. So 10,000 advertising pushes brings in what, 10, 20 new customers maybe. So depending on what the cost of the direct mail is versus the cost of what you sell your wares for, your business, will obviously A, number one, determine whether or not it's worth it. And two, it will determine whether or not, um, I guess really that it's worth it, that you have the reach that you want. And then you have to consistently do it weekend or month in, month out to have an impact as well. So in my opinion, just direct mail by itself is a very expensive way to get your brand out there, get your name out there. So if you are building brand awareness, sure, that works. If you can do it in a way that you let's say spend $1,000, you send out 10,000 pieces of mail, you get one or 2% of those respond back and turn into business, and that is able to generate enough revenue to cover your mailing. So the mailing isn't really making you money, but it's not costing you money either. Then it's great marketing in that you're getting your name out there. People see you, and as more and more people see you, obviously that 1% or 2% is going to increase in that month one, maybe 2% of the people reach out. Month two, you might have 2% new and maybe a half a percent of old people. And the more you do it, the higher that percentage of old people are going to now come into your playground because they know who you are. The question now, though, is, is your mail that you're sending out just product or industry centric? Is it mail showing that you value them as a person that you are trying to solve, that you have the solution for the challenges that they have? What is the message behind your mailing? A great example of that is a real estate person I worked with in the past, she had what they refer to real estate as a farm, a neighborhood that she sent mail out to on an ongoing basis. Every month, she sent out a recipe card. And she did this every month for two years. She built up, people in the neighborhood got her recipe cards. They knew who she was. They obviously liked the recipes. But she never really cultivated very much business from them. In fact, she got a call from one person, this is when it came out of my radar, was she got a call from this lady who called her up and says, hey, I'm so-and-so, I live at, or lived at XYZ Street. I just wanna let you know, I really appreciate your recipe cards. In fact, I made many great dishes from the recipes. And I was wondering, would you mind sending them to my new address? Not my friend, the agent is thinking, new address? What are you talking about? I didn't even know you moved. 
So she's thinking to herself, wow, she likes my card, but why didn't she use me to sell her house or to buy the other house, right? So she said, oh, you moved? And the person says, yeah, I moved to such and such place. She goes, who did you use to list your house? And it turned out that the person she listed her house with also sent mail to that neighborhood, except a lot of his mail was boasting about how he was the number one agent in the area. He sold X amount of houses and it was very high professional. I am the number one agent, therefore I'm a professional. I know how to sell your house. Versus she was high relational. Here's a recipe card. There are recipes I cook for my family. I cook for my friends. Therefore, I think you will like them. Please enjoy. Relational, professional, right? Because the professional person demonstrated that he knew how to sell a house. After all, he was theoretically the number one agent in the neighborhood, right? The person used him to sell her house versus my friend with the recipe cards. Downfall, though, is same marketing efforts. One got the commission, one didn't. One made a big enough impact in a person's life that the person called my friend up and said, hey, would you send these recipe cards to my new address? Which is kind of wonky if you ask me because hopefully she'll send her referrals if she appreciates her that much, right? Now, if my friend does what I told her to do, she will because now the trick is she built the relationship in that the person liked her recipe cards and asked her to send them to the new address. Now she has this person in her contact list. So the way I told her to respond back is, sure, that would be great. I would love to send you the recipe cards. Um, however, one of the things that I do for my clients is sending items of value such as this. And I would love to share them with you as well. All that I ask is if you come across people that would appreciate the value of what I do, would you refer them to me? Would it be okay to continue to reach out to you from time to time and see how I may be able to serve you as a real estate professional? and start to build that relationship. Now, again, using that example and building a relationship, there's two things you want to do. Number one, it goes back to the old phrase, people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care, right? So she obviously demonstrated that she cared about this person, but she didn't yet create the professional essence, whereas the other person did. So now she has to demonstrate that she knows what she's doing as well. So part of her future reach outs now is to give her property statistics, to give her financial statistics, give her the recipe cards, but also give her other information that shows that she is a great agent. And she was, she is, she's a very good, successful in her own right agent. This person just didn't know that because she didn't properly demonstrate that. So back to marketing is when you are reaching out to your market, are you demonstrating that you are good at what you do, but also that you care about the people that you're marketing to? And the easiest way to do that is when you decide who your target market is, who your niche is, is what are, and talk to them, ask them, what are the challenges that they have? What problems are continually getting in their way and how can you provide the solution? If you tell somebody, so I do such and such, as an example, I'm an investment advisor and I work with people and I do this, I do this, I do this, right? I'm talking about me, I'm talking about what I do. And if there's somebody I'm talking to that has immediate need for financial help, they may use me. They may say, hey, can we talk, right? But it's a hard sell because I'm talking at them, I'm not talking with them. Versus ask questions, find out what that need is. So I ask them different questions like, so do you have a financial plan? 
do you currently work with the financial advisor? When was the last time you had someone looked at your insurance policy as an example and are you aware of? And then I ask them questions to find out what is in their financial life, what is a challenge or a sore spot, a pain point that they have. And then once I identify that the person has such and such challenge, I now can suggest solutions. Have you thought about doing this? I know someone that could help you with that. And now you become the solutions provider. So yes, you want to show up and demonstrate that you are good at what you do and that you care about them, but make sure that part of showing up and demonstrating that you're good at what you do is providing solutions to challenges that they have. So first, identify what are the challenges? What's the three to five challenges that your demographic, that your target market has? And then how can you, because you have the solution, help them? Or how can you introduce the person with the solution to them, be the connector to help them? And if you do that, whether it's you helping the person or you referring or introducing someone to the person that has the solution to their challenge and they facilitate the process so they know that you helped solve the problem. This really goes back to two things. Either you have the expertise or you borrow someone else's expertise. And either or works, either or you're going to solve the solution that the person has or the problem that the person has and they're going to be grateful to you for that. Question is though, is are you showing up and doing that? Are you building out your marketing, your advertising in them-centric or you-centric? People, it goes back to the old famous radio station, WIFM, what's in it for me, right? Figure out what is in it for them and then give it to them. And if you do that, number one, people are going to be more likely to do business with you. Number two, people are going to naturally want to refer people to you because you help them. Therefore, you can probably help their friends. And then remind people too. One of the common phrases when it comes to asking for a referral or asking for business is people will say, hey, do you need the services of what I do? What if they don't need that? They say, no, I don't really, not right now anyway. And people are so used to being sold to that if you start the conversation from a salesy position, they're going to back up. Whoa, back up, back up, back up. I'm not ready to buy anything now. I'm not interested. It's like when you, you go into a store and you're looking for something. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I go into a store, I go into a store because there's something I want to buy. I don't just go because I'm bored. There's far other things, rather better things I'd rather do with my time. Unless you love shopping, in which case, I'm not talking to you. But assuming that when you go into a store, you're looking to buy something. Nine out of 10 times, if a salesperson walks up to you and says, hi, can I help you? You'll say, no, I'm just looking, right? Versus if I go into a store because I want to buy a book, and a salesperson comes up and says, oh, hi, can I help you? I will tell them, yeah, actually, I'm looking for such and such book. Do you know where it might be? And then the salesperson will either say, yeah, it's over there on aisle five, or the person will take me to where the book is because I'm there for a reason. I'm there to buy a book. If I'm now in a bookstore and I'm just browsing because I do have time to kill and I'm looking for kind of different books, I will tell the person, no, I'm not really looking for a particular thing right now. I'm just kind of getting an idea of different things that I might want, but thank you for the help. And if the person is a professional, I'll say, oh, okay, cool, cool. Let me know if I can be of help and then we go our separate ways, right? So there are times where you will do that. However, again, going back to 
the salesy component is as a salesperson, instead of saying, can I help you? It's like, oh, welcome to so-and-so store. What is it that you're looking for? Oh, you're looking for a book. Oh, really? What what type of book? Is it a business book? Is it except right? So ask questions to find out why the person's there. Why is the person in front of you? What is it the need that the person has? Number one. So you want to identify is there a need? And if so, do you have the solution or do you know someone who has the solution? Number two is instead of just saying, hey, if you need the value or if you need the services that I offer, again, salesy, you can do that to start the conversation. You can say, as an example, going back to real estate agent, you could say, um, hey, I work with in real estate, how people buy and sell homes. Do you ever or do you find yourself needing the services of a real estate agent anytime soon? If you do that, they're going to probably say no, unless they need the services, right? But if you follow up with, or do you have any friends or family members who do, that's taking it off of them and putting it onto someone else. So as an example, one of the things that I help people do is figure out what the superpower is and then figure out how to help them create a course using their superpower or how to write a book, right? Because my whole goal is to help people share the story, thereby improve the world, thereby create financial liberation, right? It brings the financial piece. It brings the influencer, the writing piece into play. And by doing so, they're going to make a difference in the world. I personally don't have an interest in working with somebody if they're just doing it for themselves. I want to work with people who are mission-driven, who want to, yes, build a good life, yes, get their voice out there, yes, have fun, yes, create wealth, but they also want to make a positive impact at the same time. So when I talk to someone, I ask questions about what they're doing. What is it you're interested in? What are your skill sets? What are things you've done in the past? Because I'm listening for, is there a story in there? And 99% of the time there is. I didn't follow up with, cool. Have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about doing that? And, and it allows me to find out how to better help them in the influencer space, in the author space. The other component, though, is in talking to someone saying, who do you know that has written a book? Who do you know that has talked about doing this and they could use help or guidance in doing that, right? Coaches is another scenario where a lot of coaches think about how they want to find new clients to coach and they go to networking events, they do different ways to market their business, to look for new coaching clients. And the ones who are really successful, they ask questions that then allow them the ability to coach them on something, or they do a webinar, they do a talk. And in the talk, they talk about what they do and they teach the audience enough knowledge that the audience is gonna wonder, hmm, if they can share this with the room, what could they really do for me if they help me one-on-one, -on -one, right? So you start to build that rapport with them. So again, Going back to the marketing component, who is your avatar? What are their needs? What is it that they're looking to have help with? What's the challenges? What solutions do you have? What solutions do people you know have that you can refer them to? That's option number one. Option number two is you reach out to people via snail mail, direct mail, um, advertising, social media, the same scenario. But if you're going to do that, make sure you are reaching out and showing them that you that 
you are competent, that you are professional, but that you also care about them. So when you put your mailings together, you want it to be things that, again, what do they need? Not what do you do or what you think they want to know about? What questions do they have that you can answer? Give them the answers to the questions. And if you answer the questions, they're likely to ask you other questions. And you can answer those questions. And that's how the relationship begins. Right. So as I wrap up here today, the things that really I want you to think about is who do you want to work with? Who do you want to attract into your business? How are you going to use your business as a way to solve their solutions, as a way, again, to create wealth? But on the other hand, what things can you do to continue to build credibility as a professional? So when you go in and talk to people, whether it's networking, whether it's through marketing, et cetera, what are you going to do so that you can continue to show up in front of your audience as a professional, as an expert, as someone that either has the solutions or who can be counted on to find the solutions to challenges that they have. And the more you do that, you'll be surprised how many people will start to seek you out and look for help because now you are an advisor. Now you are a friend. You're not just a salesperson trying to sell them something. So at that, I'm going to conclude and bring this story to an end. And by the way, for those of you who were on at four or at two o'clock today, there was a technical glitch. So I apologize for that, which is why I'm redoing it now three hours later. And one of the other things in marketing actually, and part of marketing, part of selling, doing business in general is being authentic. Don't just assume or show up because, let people know if a challenge happens and then make sure you correct it and move past it. So once again, for those of you who were here at two o'clock, thank you so much. I'm so sorry that I wasn't able to be here with you at two o'clock, but I wanted to make sure that I at least got this information out to you before too long, hence doing it again at five o'clock. And again, I'm gonna put it into the replay section so you can listen to it and I will personally reach out to you and let you know that it's there. So I thank you for being here. I apologize for not being here and I look forward to talking to you more next week. Talk to you later. Have a great, great, in fact, have your best evening ever. Goodbye for now.